Good morning, Sangha. So this morning I'm going to do a guided meditation based on another way um, to work with the first foundation of mindfulness, mindfulness of the body. I really love this meditation. It's four elements meditation. Earth element, water element, fire element, wind element. I love the idea of it is because, well, I learned it from our, started practicing it with the Venerable Analayo. He's saying that that's a very significant way the Buddha taught to be mindful of these heart-mind body processes. And I particularly like it because when the Buddha was teaching his son Rahula how to meditate, he taught him four elements meditation. And that's what the suttas say anyway. So I think it must be highly valued in their hearts. So let's just come, come into the body. It is suggested that when we are engaging with the four Satipatthanas, with any of them, that we hold those um, awareness or the predominance of any of the four foundations within a whole body awareness. There is a body. It says that in the Satipatthana Sutta, the Mindfulness Sutta, there is a body. And first, earth element. We can recognize earth element as hardness and roughness, heaviness, density, smoothness and lightness of matter. And feeling earth element in the head, hardness, heaviness,
earth element in the head. And then shoulders, relaxing the shoulders, earth element, solidity, hardness, heaviness. The top of the arms, the lower arms and the hands. Earth element in the torso. Solidity. Density. Earth element in the pelvis. And the upper legs and lower legs. And the feet. Feeling, feeling earth element in the whole body. Heaviness, hardness. Softness, matter. Earth element. Earth element internally, earth element externally, all the same. Now turning to water element. Feel the flowing of the blood or energy. Chi in the body is water element. It's the binding force in the body, cohesion and flowing, starting with the feet, energy, cohesion, blood and mucus, to the lower legs and upper legs. energy and flowing cohesion in the pelvis. The front torso. The stomach moving up to the chest.
water element. Blood and guts. Moving up the back. to the shoulders and upper arms and lower arms. Energy, flow, to the neck and the mouth, water, the eyes sitting in water, the brain sitting in water. Feeling the water element in the whole body. Cohesion, energy, flowing. water element. Water element internally, water element externally, all the same. Fire element, temperature, heat and maturing, maturing. Fire element in the head, temperature. Heat or coolness. Aging is fire element. Heat in the face, in the brain. Temperature in the neck. In the shoulders and upper arms and lower arms. Fire element, temperature. And the upper chest, the breasts and shoulders. heat or coolness in the lower torso. Digestion is fire element.
breaking down and ripening. Lower back and pelvis. Fire element in the upper legs and the lower legs. And the feet. Maturing. Temperature. Holding the whole body in the fire element. Temperature and maturation. Digestion. Fire element internally, fire element externally all the same. Wind element, air element, this is pushing and supporting breath, space, air. Starting with our feet. Air in the blood. Pushing. Supporting. In the lower legs. And in the upper legs. air in the pelvis, in the lower torso, feeling the pushing of the stomach, of the abdomen, movement with air, air element. The lungs. Air element. 
the shoulders and the upper arms and lower arms. Air in the throat. In the mouth, in the head. Pulling and pushing air in the nostrils down the windpipe. Holding the whole body and feeling air element. Pushing. Breathing. Feeling the whole body with the air element. Air element internally, air element externally, all the same. Awareness of these bodies, holding the whole body in awareness. In some parts, there is more earth element, more hardness and heaviness. more density. In some parts of these bodies there's more water element flowing and cohesion. Certain places have strong fire element. Aging is happening. Maturing is happening. Digestion, temperature. and wind element in these bodies. Places where breathing is most obvious and pushing. Holding these whole bodies and their elemental nature. 
four elements internally, four elements externally, all the same. Now we can open up to whatever the most predominant element is as we hold our bodies in awareness. Pushing, pushing of the abdomen. Or maybe it is a energy blip of the water element. The hardness. Just watch whatever is most predominant. And if using a soft mental note is useful, you can try that. Or just Look closely without any conceptual overlay. What's the nature of this sensation?
If our mind starts wandering with open awareness, you might anchor your attention focus on the air element at the abdomen just to build some stability.
Just as the earth is free from resentment, even when various types of refuge, refuse are thrown on it, so too a meditator should develop a mind free from resentment. Keeping the mind free from resentment in this way, one will be able to react with loving kindness and compassion even in adverse circumstances. So are there any questions about practice this morning? Yes? Is there a way to think about pain in terms of the four elements? That's a, that's a great thought, yeah. <coughs> pain, yeah, pain is like a huge concept that could be so many different things, right? Yeah, it could be pressure and hardness. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I always forget to do that. (laughs) Uh, The question was, is there a way to think about pain in, uh, in, um, you know, the uh, framework of the four elements? And hardness, I think a lot of pain has to do with earth element um, against some other earth element, right? Hardness. I can think of that that would, you know, be at hardness against hardness and this sensation of hardness against hardness. Any digestive issues definitely are a heat element. I really love just to, because, you know, if we're meditating close to eating, we can really feel what happens with heat and air. <laughs> They all come together down there, don't they? The stomachs and digestion is a very elemental process. Yeah. But I think, yeah, pain in the body could be earth against earth and pressure and tightness and throbbing. What element would throbbing be? That actually could probably be an energy blip of a water element, huh? Chi is water element. So that, that might be interesting. Have you guys any thought? Do you have any thoughts on that? No? No? Okay. <laughs> any other questions? Yes? taking my mind away from my meditation practice. 
I just want to let you know. From, oh, so the question was, um, uh, do you have any advice about uh, going back into the world tomorrow? And I just want to let you know that I'm sitting here looking at everybody and everybody's going like this. <laughs> <laughs> so it sh- shows you that, you know, everything is like a condition of humanity. Things are hardly ever just us. It's like, this is what it means to be human. And, um, yes, we all, you know, always have a uh, tips about integration and an integration period when um, retreats let out. So we'll definitely make sure that everyone is as well prepared as you can be. I mean, I think right now we're just seeing in a more truthful way the impact of the world on us. You know, whether we're this sensitive or not, I mean, you know, we build up a guard, but it still impacts us profoundly. Yeah. That's why Sangha is so important. For those of you who haven't found a Sangha yet, you know, I would really advise that because it's a place that you can integrate and reacclimate. Sangha's rock. Any other questions? Yes? Um, I'm having a hard time explaining it, but it's kind of a contradiction. Um, what if you're having an experience that was suffering, but then the aversion and the attachment is not there, and it's just that experience? Is it still suffering? Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> Did everybody hear that? The question is, if you're having an experience of something that was negative Vedana, that would be another way to say it, right? The Vedana changed. It was a negative Vedana, and the sensation, you still feel the sensations, but the Vedana changes, the feeling tone changes to neutral or sometimes even pleasant. Yeah, that is not, you know, to be honest, that's not a very uncommon thing. In fact, sometimes or often, if my practice is going well, I can feel unpleasant sensations either related to the body or even emotions and things within a field of joy. Have you guys ever, some of you might have experienced that. It's so interesting, right? Yeah, it's like this field of joy and you can just feel this negative Vedana within it. It actually, to me, is like a really excellent resilience thing, right? We've got to bring the joy because we can do that for ourselves and we can do that for all of the beings around us too when we're able to do that. So that's good. That's excellent. And then it'll change again, right? <laughs> but that's excellent to notice that. That shows good mindfulness. That's great. It's good stuff. Now really tapping into the four foundations as they arise. Vedana. Knowing Vedana is huge. Vedana's you know, for to determine, you know, what were the intentions that we have in our lives that we don't even notice are often based on Vedana. Is this pleasant or is this unpleasant? You know, our lives are like, we are dragged around by that. It's so interesting. Thank you. So, there then there. <laughs> I think with the four elements, uh, I have 
is that I noticed that like I thought I was controlling things and I realized <laughs> it just functions on its own. That's an insight. <laughs> but anyway, so go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I was hoping you could give a little bit more clarity around control or like what we can control. I think this idea that I can't control anything just it just doesn't sit well. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you guys are rocking it this morning. <laughs> so for those of you who didn't hear it, uh, our yogi friend said that issues of control are coming up and um, being aware of the elemental nature of these hearts and minds and bodies it uh, is showing that there's a lot less control than maybe they thought that there was. And um, And, you know, that's exactly why these, um, you know, the um, four elements and the, uh, it, it actually inclines the mind towards those insights, their insight practices, because it inclines the mind towards saying that more directly. So that's an insight. And it is scary. It's scary, you know, to think that we don't have this control. But it's the truth of it. I mean, we don't, um, you know, I remember my, my teacher Joseph says a lot that um, what's arising right now is due to past causes and conditions. It's just being, you know, coming into existence based on what's happening right now. And the only control we have over the future is the quality of our mind in this moment right now. Because we're watering the seeds and creating the conditions for future causes and conditions right for things to arise so that's why you know mindfulness isn't like just some sweet little thing it is a huge element of our own happiness and well-being so um, I don't know if that's difficult to just surrender to but that you know there's a lot of resources for us to hold whatever is arising in this moment you know, the paramis are particularly, those are the um, vehicles that get us across the floods. You know, all of these positive qualities that we can hold this crazy world in. And, uh, but for any future control, it's what's happening right now. In this heart and mind, what's being cultivated right now? In which direction are we walking? Towards awakening or towards samsara? Yeah. I, I'm realizing I'm struggling. I'm like losing. That's. And, and this is an issue in my life. I'm like, yeah. Right. Right. So the question is about is there any tips about how to stay present when rushing ha- is happening? And, um, you know, it's true here of, you know, related to the yogi job and finishing up and making sure we find our bathroom break and stuff like that. And, 
you know, that's how our lives are. Sometimes we have to rush, you know. <laughs> and I think being aware of rushing and knowing, you know, the Vedana of rushing and how it feels in the body and what it does to the mind and how it might trigger worry or anxiety to arise to know that. And... Um, I think that once we actually take in as much as we can of the experience, then wisdom makes the changes, you know? I know I'm always rushing to the airport, right? And my partner's always, you know, if we had left 15 minutes earlier. (laughs) So he's the wisdom in my ear sometimes. (laughs) But um, I think just getting as familiar as we can of what is the sensation of rushing and you know how it feels, and wh- you know how it has us open to the world or not open is you know will allow some wisdom to arise about you know how much control we have over that and how we can, what we can do about it. I like wisdom to tell me what to do. You know, sometimes greed tells me what to do, and aversion tells me what to do. But wisdom's like that's where the freedom comes in. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, maybe one more. Yes? Oh, I'm so sorry. And, you know, Pascal told me too, he said, Bonnie, (laughs) when you use those poly terms, you have to translate it. Sorry. Vedana is feeling tone. It's the second foundation of mindfulness. It is knowing whether something is pleasant, uh, whether something is unpleasant, or whether something is neutral. Yeah, it's the second foundation of mindfulness. The Pali term for it is, we call it feeling tone, but sometimes people think feelings are emotions. And that's really the third foundation, you know, thoughts and emotions. So yeah, Vedana is feeling tone. Apologies. Feeling tone, yeah, and that one is so huge, boy. You know, that one comes right after contact independent origination, and which is kind of like shows us how karma works, you know. And uh, if it's pleasant, we unconsciously have an intention to move towards it, whether it's good for us or not, right? But you know, uh, one thing that you might want to notice, there's something called unworldly Vedana or unworldly feeling tone. And that is the feeling tone that's associated actually with meditative practice. It's not based on buying anything or looking like anything or having anything, you know, it's based on just the wonder of this process that can be so amazing. Any pleasant sensation associated with meditation is called unworldly Vedana. And, uh, you know, the Buddha, all, uh, a lot of his, you know, monks would be gossiping and screwing around, and he'd say, go rest in jhana. And jhana is like really intense concentration, samadhi, which also means, you know, like stability of mind and concentration. And it can be incredibly blissful. He would say, why are you doing that? Go get blissed out over there. (laughs) Uh, One last quick one. 
Yes. You know, I, that's not a practice that I have, so I can't speak to that generally, but I don't think it's necessarily, I mean, thinking isn't inherently bad. The question is, what are we watering, you know, and are we aware of what's happening in the moment? And uh, I would say reflection on the goodness, our own goodness of even just having sat <laughs> is definitely very wholesome to say, hey, good for you, man, you just meditated. <laughs> And then, um, you know, reflecting on our own goodness is not a little thing at all. Because so many, you know, I mean, a lot in our society uh, tells us that we're not good enough in order to maintain, you know, our uh, economic system. (laughs) It's based on us having a lack. And that message is out there for us all the time, based on a lot of different things. And so, you know, I, I hope this doesn't trigger anybody, but I use the term decolonizing. And I, you know, decolonize patriarchy and, you know, these notions about where well-being really is. And if you have any insights about that during a sitting, I mean, I'm hearing people having great insights. All your questions are related to insights, I think. And, yeah, I think that could be very wholesome at the end to think, yeah, what... You know, what just happened there to take a, a little recap. But definitely, you know, you would, we want to be careful not to create an identity around it for sure because that's just another thing, you know. I'm this kind of meditator or that kind of meditator. We've got to be careful of that because that can get very painful too. <laughs> so a couple announcements. Thank you. You guys are just, yeah... Don't you wish we could stay another week or month? I know, right? I know sometimes the thought comes up, man, I wish it was longer. And then I'm sure a few minutes later the thought comes up, wow, I can't wait to go home. (laughs) And I'm sure you're all thinking, how am I going to explain this great thing to all of my family and friends? (laughs) We all have the same heart and minds. Boy, it's just one consciousness out there. So um, a few... um, announcements. One is that uh, thanks to some very well-meaning and connected people, there's going to be an LGBTQIA two-spirit gender non-conforming affinity group today at 11.30 in room 200 for all of those who identify, self-identify as lesbian, gay, uh, bisexual, transgender, queer. What's IA? Intersex. intersex. Two spirit that comes out of the intersex and A is asexual. Asexual. Two spirit comes out of the indigi community, and then gender nonconforming. So, any any of our wonderful relatives, sangha who. Um, self-identify with any of our beautiful alphabet sangha, there will be a 11.30 sit in room 200. So please. And I think Booker's going to hold space in there. Yes. And then um, our dear relative Roxanne has a request for, she's going to do some, um, the uh, Brahma Vihara this evening, and she has a request.
Good morning. So today, if you want to think, or not too much thinking, but just write on a little paper note that uh, there's outside and um, put something that has been bringing joy uh, maybe in your life right now, or maybe on this retreat. And if you can just drop it in the, in the bell and we'll, it'll be part of the, the guided meditation tonight. So if you want to participate, it's really volunteer, so don't feel... Yeah, very short. <laughs> Thank you for everyone. Just two or three words of something that just is coming up and don't think about it too much. Thank you. <laughs> Any time before um, seven? Is that about right? Eight. Oh, be t- before eight? Yeah. Wow, okay. Any time before eight. Yeah, just, it's, you know, a sentence, really. Bullet points are good. <laughs> and so um, we have a whole full day of practice today. Such precious time for heart and mind training and for watering the seeds of our goodness and setting an intention to, for our own well-being and the well-being of the world. You know, precious, precious time. So, thank you all so much for your practice. <coughs> thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.